Welcome to Knit British, the podcast that explores all the connections of Britishness in wool, fibre and knitting. On this journey, meeting all of the people involved, from sheep to skein, I am your host, Louise Scully. Knit British and love local wool. Knit British is delighted to be sponsored by you. Listen in to today's podcast to find out how you, dear listener, can sponsor an episode of the show. Hello, welcome back to Knit British, episode 76. Um, thank you for joining me again so soon after the last episode. I have squidged in an extra episode just because it works in better for scheduling of future episodes um, and other events, so I hope you don't mind about that. This episode is called All Views Expressed Are My Own, and there's a very specific reason for that. And I'm just going to do it right now at the top of the show, as they say on, on the radio, because some things need dealing with uh, straight away. Um, so if you're okay with free speech and equality for all, etc., you guys can fast forward a couple of minutes. Since uh, my last episode where I gave a bit of a mention, bit of a shout out, not a huge section, praising the pussy hat and what an incredible uh, piece of knitwear that has been in uniting people in positivity. And that prompted quite a few comments and emails and most of which I haven't replied to, one of which I did publish on the blog, um, but mostly I I haven't published them because of language or vitriol or both. Um, Let's get one thing clear here. I haven't mentioned the name of that crackpot president. That's my opinion. I haven't mentioned the US election in any great Form. What I've talked about is world-changing election results. Only chosen to focus on the positive things. Positive things that craft can help with. The positive things that craft can do in dark times. And while I do not aim to bring politics into this podcast, and I don't want to talk about the US president, and as I said to one commenter, this is my podcast, I choose the content, my views are my own, and you can choose not to listen. And if you really, truly don't choose to focus on positivity, if you really can't just agree to disagree in listening to this podcast, which is largely about knitting and wool, then just tune out because it's not worth the obvious pain and anguish you feel on the subject. And it's certainly not worth me repeating this every episode. When I record this podcast, it's primarily about knitting and wool, as most of you may know. And huge apologies to anyone who's coming to the podcast for the first time today and has to listen to this. Pretty much don't care what your political views are. Don't care if you're black or white. Don't care if you're a man or a woman. It's not what I think about when I record this podcast. What I think about is, isn't it fantastic that craft has this amazing community? And isn't it fantastic that knitting and craft is our life raft, that it sails us through the dark times in our lives and it gets us through some sticky situations, as well as being a nice hobby and as well as being something that can be politicised too. 
At the moment, the world is changing and at this very precise moment, it's really not looking hot. Things aren't so good. Changes have been made that maybe aren't for the better, but who am I to say? Um, But we have to cling to the positive and that is what I aim to do here. So please, please tune out if you feel that you don't want to cling to the positive. I'll miss you, but um, your anger is misplaced. So feel free to come back when you can play nice. I'm still going to be here doing this podcast as usual, clinging to the positive and my life raft. End of important message. And I'm not sure if I got through that without swearing. Hopefully it won't make me need to mark it as explicit on iTunes. And again, for any new listeners and uh, listeners of the podcast who are okay with free speech, equality for everyone and stand up for what you believe in, I apologise for those four and a half minutes um, that you just had to fast forward or sit through. Right, time to grab a whip, time to grab a drink. Let's get on to the real business at hand. Um, there's a couple of things I've cast off recently, two of which are for for reviews today. The f- first thing that I cast off this year, oh crum- crumbs, maybe it was the end of last year, and I can't quite remember. I'll need to look look at that. But it it's the Fly Forward Shawl by Vida Valmaki, and this shawl was a gift from Chef Mom Five, and it was such a kind gift and. Uh, it has given me the kind of knitting that I really, really needed. That kind of just soothing knitting that you can do in front of the TV, that you can you can sit and do a row or two of and, and put it down. Uh, it's been a fantastic project. Um, I knit it in Blueface Lester and Massam from Yarns from the Plain, uh, which is dyed in the Ask colourway, which is lovely. Crimson reds and pinks. As I highly recommend this pattern. It's essentially made up of garter and twisted rib and short row sections, which you just keep on repeating. In fact, you, it's it's a great shawl because you can make it even longer because you're just repeating those three sections. And because of the short rows, it's got fantastic movement, but of course, it's got all that lovely garter in it, which, as you know, is one of my favourite things. And it's made... This great by a shawl, lovely flowing waves. I've worn it such a lot. It's nice and big. I'm a fan of a big shawl, I have to say. And I've worn it such a lot. Got such a lot of nice compliments on it. It's got a lovely squish in it. I've talked about the the Maslam and the Blue Face Lester before. And it's just a brilliant whip. If you need a bit of mindless, easy knitting, something you can take on the bus, something you can do while watching Netflix, something that you can just pick up and put down and doesn't need a lot of your attention. Although, you know, you need to remember where you are with the short rows, I guess, and things like that. But it's very easily memorable pattern. 
And the shawl is, I say, Vira Valmaki, but it's part of the Vira Valmaki and Hoki Locatelli book, Interpretations, Volume 2. Um, so you can buy that as an ebook, but you can buy the pattern separately too. I think this one is about $4, under £4. And also you can buy the printed books uh, from Pom Pom Quarterly, who've, who've um, published them. Highly recommend that one, and loving the Fly Forward shawls. Thank you very much, Chef Mom 5. It's one of my most favourite shawls of the moment, and it's kept me very warm on these cold Edinburgh days. It's been very cold, isn't it? It's very cold. Hats have been high on my agenda too, though I've not done my pussy hat yet. I've not quite found the right pink colour yet. I'm looking, I don't want anything too wishy-washy, I want something a bit in-your-face pink. Um, But I have cast on a couple of other hats uh, in some yarns that I can now review for you what a seamless link that was. Um, I'll come to the Black Owl yarns yarn in a minute but first we're looking at Lalan Lambswool from Die Gilpin. In these few episodes before Edinburgh Yarn Festival I wanted to kind of give you a flavour from one or two of the vendors who are going to be at Edinburgh Yarn Festival but you'll also be able to buy from them online in their online places if you can't make it to Edinburgh so you see best of both worlds. Uh, the Laland Lambswool is a yarn brand from Dye Gilpin. And Dye is a designer who's collaborated with Nike, Topshop, Cabbages and Roses. And her pieces are featured in Kanye West's shows. Um, I also think she's done some work with Chanel too. And I was first aware of Dye after hearing her talk at one of the first Chitlin Wool Weeks actually. And I love the deep connection that she feels in her work to Scotland and the landscape. And it's often in her design work and she incorporates cabling and lace. And a few years ago, Di launched a yarn which really complements so many of her designs. It's spun in Scotland from Lambswool. And very kindly, Di got in touch before Christmas to ask if I wanted to try some of it out. And... That was very lovely and wow, well, what a nice bit of wool exploration I've had with this, I must say. Di tells me that the fibre content is a mix of different British lambs wools, um, spun in a mill in Scotland. I should say that Di is based in Fife and it's, so it's spun into a two-ply uh, yarn but then it goes off to Laxton's who will also be at Edinburgh Yarn Festival this year. Laxton's are based in Yorkshire. You might remember that I took a visit there um, at the end of last year with um, Joy McMillan. And the two strands of the two-ply are are made into one and it's a very loosely spun yarn and the resulting yarn is, the ball is like a veritable cloud of yarn and you get this really loose strand of yarn it's 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 lovely my gauge sort of knits to a dk although it doesn't actually say a yarn weight on the ball which might be something uh, that could be added because i think that would really add to you know we tend to wonder about these things don't we when we're buying yarn especially for a for a particular project in mind we want to know if it's sport or Double knit or Aaron or uh, but my gauge it, it it knits to double knit. I'm running my finger through the yarn um 
thumb and forefinger. Oh, it's so soft indeed. And this is really a yarn for those of you who need something soft. And I do often have a personal mission to get you guys who who say I only knit with 100% merino it's the only yarn I can knit with well you guys I always try have a little mission to find you a British wool and this is really something for you um the range of colors is really good I think there are 18 in the web shop uh, there might be more and they range from really soft muted earthy tones um, there are some tumultuous torturing and also some really calming blues of the sea and the sky and very deep saturated bright jewel tones. So there's something for everyone there. And I thought I really needed to try a little colour work and the the Storm Petrol colourway, really deep teal and hard, a misty blue um, kind of called out to me. So... I decided I'd cast on the Icelandic hat from Hilary Grant's book, Knitting from the North. I obviously had to adjust the gauge slightly because all of the patterns, I think all of the patterns in that book are are four-ply. And this, as I say, is double knit for me. And um, so I had to adjust it slightly. Um, I think I did one or two less repeats of the, the Icelandic pattern. These lovely long diamond shapes. Oh, knitting with this Laland is has been dreamy, as you'd expect from Lamb's Wool. I mean, it's it's an absolutely sublime softness. And the knitted fabric, it has a smoosh. It's very, very tactile. It has a drape. And the next to the skin um, feeling is, is like BFL or like the softest cashmere. It's... There's very little surface halo. Um, I would say you'd have to be a bit careful, though, not to splice between the plies when you're knitting with it. Because, as I say, those two strands of two-ply are very loosely twisted together. So I think if you weren't paying attention, you would be at risk of splitting. Uh, But on one or two occasions where that happened to me, there was absolutely no snagging or, you know, pulling of the fabric or anything like that. um, You know, I just knit back those couple of stitches and and it was fine. Laland Lambswool is going to make a very warm yet light garment. I keep imagining that it would make a really lovely stasis sweater, um, which is one that came out from Brooklyn Tweed a few years ago. It was in one of the wool people. Uh, I think that would look gorgeous. A little bit of colour work, very lightweight, very warm, but shawls would be exceptional and very, very insulating. In fact, I've been wearing this hat around the house today and it is very light indeed. I mean, you can hardly feel like you're wearing it, but at the same time, it's incredibly warm. As you know, my, my, my fair isle work is still a bit of a skill in progress. But I did like this yarn in the Colourwork hat, as soft as it is, and I mean that in the sense that it's not slippy to work with in Colourwork. I mean, I, the Colourwork that I've done mostly has been with Shetland, and of course that's exceptional for for being a sticky yarn. Um, but this, the softness of this doesn't make it doesn't make it slippy in, in Colourwork. And I'd say, in fact, I'd like to try more Colourwork with it. But again, shawls, I think lace is really calling to be used in this yarn. Perhaps a hap, because you know 
I'm a partial to a hap over here in the British. <laughs> You'll be able to find Di and those lovely yarns, Edinburgh Yarn Festival, on stand G8. And if you can't make it to EYF, you'll find her at digilpin.com, D-I-G-I-L-P-I-N.com. Laland costs £7.95 for a 50 gram ball, which is 175 metres. As I say, it's called Scottish Lamb's Wool. But in conversations with Di on, on Ravelry, um, I think it's it's definitely British wool and Scottish spun. I'm sure uh, Di will be able to answer any questions that you have uh, when you go and visit her on her stall at Edinburgh Yarn Festival. Thank you so very much, Di, for sending me this yarn to, uh, and I've really enjoyed giving it a test. And it was so lovely because she gave me, she, she sent me some of her other favourite um, shades of the yarn. And um, so I will share the wool love, seeing as I haven't used it all, and put some of the other yarn in the goodie bag uh, for Edinburgh Yarn Festival. Uh, you are really going to love this yarn if, if a less textured and less characterful yarn is the kind of yarn that you prefer um, again it's light it's warm it's perfect for next to the skin softness in fact as soon as I got this yarn out of the bag uh, I, I thought soup dragon Claire is going to love this because this is one that she often tells me that she likes my yarn reviews but she does have, a, have an issue with, with uh, skin and, and yarn that's a bit too prickly so Claire, this one's for you for sure. Thanks again to Di uh, for that wonderful yarn in exchange for an honest review. Now to the Black Isle yarns. Thank you guys so, so, so much for the lovely thoughts and feedback from the last episode and the interview that I did with Joy, Bobby and Claire and with also with Julie and I'm really glad you enjoyed them that's I really enjoyed making it and I really enjoyed putting that episode together and I feel we really do need to seek out the local wool champs like Joy and Julie and cheer on the incredible work that they're doing so thank you so much um, for that I know that lots of you are chomping at the bit for the next two flocks yarn to be dyed by joy and you're also signed up for the newsletter uh, for Black Alley Irons to find out when her next clip goes in the shop. Last time I told you I've been swatching with the Zvorbel's Uncheviat yarn which is 55% Zvorbel and 45% uh, Cheviat. And I was crocheting a granny square actually and I love the texture of crochet. That's the whole reason I wanted to learn how to do granny squares because I just love the texture of crochet. And since starting to crochet actually I've been enjoying just trying out different odds and ends of British breed wool that I have with the hook. And like can I just be honest like you wouldn't expect anything more from me but I know crocheters usually prefer cotton and acrylic but pfft, Beautiful, characterful British wool and that lovely texture of crochet in a granny square. It is too delicious. Too, too delicious. I'm, I'm imagining myself swaddled in British breed granny squares. <laughs> so, well, we'll talk about, a bit about the yarn and the skein. The natural colour is, is a coal grey and the two fleeces blended together 
gives a really lovely kind of marl, natural marl. The Pedides verbals comes from Hedgefield's verbal in Bewley. And this was the sheep's first clip, so it was a shearling fleece. And that's been blended with North Country Cheviot from Drumsmittal Farm. And you can hear Julie talking about these farms and sheep in the last episode. Uh, if you've not tried either of these as a single breed yarn, well, Zorable is is a really great workhorse wool. It's a sturdy yarn. Um, micron range it can range between about 30 to 35 microns. So the diameter of the fibre is going to have a wee bit less suppleness. Remember, fleece with a micron count of under 30 tends to be a bit more supple and bendy and a bit more elastic so that the follicles of the wool, those tiny, those little fibres, they kind of bend against your skin when you wear it next to your skin. And so, you know, under 30 microns is quite what what we would term as soft against the skin. And over 30, you, those who are affected by that prickle will feel it more because the the, the fibres are a little bit more sturdier. Um, but as I say, this is the first fleece of the Zorbal. So the younger that the fleece, I think, the, you know, the first shear is, is going to be substantially softer. But Zorbal has a lovely crisp um, softness to it. So stitch definition is usually awesome. And Cheviot, I've said it before, it's a bit of an overlooked or under underlooked fibre. It has been, but it's gaining more well-deserved recognition because it's dense and it's bouncy and it's warm and it's fantastic for lots of things and generally it's 27 to 33 microns so it's good fleece for blending and uh, it makes wonderful socks and sweaters and it's a good long wearing uh, wool makes a good long wearing wool um so together these two fleeces together are kind of awesome aren't they um the hand squish grab of the hank well it's it's uh, crispy. There's a chalky handle, and I don't mean chalky in a bad way. I don't know how you might construe it to be positive, but it, there's a lovely woolly chalkiness to it. And the squish uh, of it bounces back quite quickly in my hand. And I loved winding my hank of this yarn. It had a real feeling of hand spun about it, actually. Um, the lovely texture of um, fine fibres down the ply. Uh, my favourite kind of yarn uh, for knitting, garter stitch and any kind of ste- texture stitch is this kind of yarn that you get that kind of lovely texture on the f- knitted fabric. But I'll come back to that in a minute. The yarn was spun at the Border Mill. And you might remember from my trip there on the podcast last year that John had said that Zwarbles wasn't isn't always the easiest to spin in the preparation that they use but I guess with the cheviot in it that's you know it's maybe it's made such a lovely yarn it seems to be small enough to keep it all together it's retaining the spring of both of these fleeces and it's just it almost has a luster an almost but not quite luster because you don't really see it on the on the skein but you certainly do see it when it's crocheted at least and I really really enjoyed crocheting with it I just it's got a rustic surface halo like I said I love that Um, just shows 
uh, how beautiful British wool wool is when you can see something of the nature of the wool in it and in the in the knitting and I say there's ever such a light sheen on my crochet square. The spring that I was talking about made me kind of ache to knit some garter and I had plenty left over and I thought I think I might be able to after I knit crochet the square I thought I might I might just be able to squeeze a hat out of the rest of the skein so I cast on a Ricky hat which is free pattern on Ravelry I've knit it quite a few times before and I could really knit that hat till the cows come home it's such a lovely pattern oh my word the springy springy garter it's so elasticy. it's such beautiful stitch definition it's got that lovely textured halo and when I washed it and blocked it really softened and you know wearing wool is not usually an issue for me against the skin but if it's a hat I do feel it you know the very very hairline I can I I feel a prickle if it's wool even soft wool I feel a prickle against my hairline sometimes but not this really this is quite interesting for me while the crochet square is, has, is sturdy and it would make a really lovely sturdy blanket, I could probably use that as a pot stand as well. The crochet square has got real strength to it. The hat washed and blocked and worn, and I've worn it around the house quite a lot. In fact, I'm wearing it now. Uh, <laughs> makes me need a jumper in it. Like, I just totally imagine this being... An incredible heritage yarn which will make clothing that will last a long time and keep on looking great. And sadly, there isn't any more at the moment of this autumn 2016 clip. Uh, But Julie tells me she's hoping to spin this blend again. So I will continue to dream of a lovely jumper (laughs) in this yarn. But I do have one skein. And it's the last skein of the autumn 2016 clip. And I'm going to give away to you. So go over to the Knit British Ravelry group and find the giveaway thread, which I will really try best to remember to open before this podcast goes out. So you know it's there. And find out how to enter in there. And thank you so much, Julie, for such a generous prize and such a lovely yarn. And again, congratulations on your fantastic wool venture. Many, many, many happy clips and spins. We wish you here at Nibbitish. This morning, the Wooly Muckers gets launched. Now, you might remember a wee while ago, I announced that I'd be making 10 listener sponsorship spots available for the podcast. You've always been asking me how you can support the show. And I honestly can't think of a better way for people who really want to support the show by making you part of the show. And you can go back into other, uh, listen to other episodes and find out why I don't want to do Patreon and things like that. I've written about that before as well. It doesn't really fit for me. But what I do want to do is something that's a bit different and 
certainly different for for Knit British, um, but I feel like it sufficiently thanks you enough and makes you part of the show that you want to support. So at 11 o'clock today at knitbritish.bigcartel.com, you'll find 10 woolly mucker bundles. Essentially, what you're doing is you're buying a bunch of awesome stuff and then in the terms of that sale, you're also agreeing to be a featured sponsor of an episode of the podcast in 2017. So the bundles cost £35 plus your postage to wherever you are in the world. And this is what you get. Two 100 gram skeins of limited edition Cornish tin Two double knit uh, in Levant grey. That's courtesy of the very lovely, kind and generous Blacker Yarns who have sponsored that. And you also get a handmade, screen printed, gigantic project bag from the Knitting Goddess. It holds at least 600 grams of yarn. And Joy has made this bag out of heavy fair trade cotton it's 34 centimeters tall 28 centimeters wide Um, they usually uh, price at 25 pounds she has taken my knit british logo and we chose colors that were representative of my beloved nature shades so that's a bag that um, will not be sold anywhere else that's absolutely exclusive there may be bags with the knit british heart logo on it but it will certainly not be in those colors um and not sold anywhere anywhere else so this is a proper exclusive for you guys and also you get a knit british dotted notebook and badge um which hopefully we can have some meetups and wear our badges with pride <laughs> and also in that bundle for your 35 pounds and additional postage you are also a featured sponsor of an episode of the show in 2017 you'll find more inf- all the information about this by the way at www.knitbritish.net forward slash woolly mucker um so what happens is you buy you buy your bundle if you want if you're serious about wanting to sponsor the show you buy your bundle i post it off to you you enjoy your yarn and your new project bag and your new notebook and your badge and whatever else might be in there and then i will be in touch with you about which episode of the show and which month of the year that you'll be sponsoring and i mean i will still be bringing you tailored wool business sponsors but not in the same episodes as a listener sponsor. Um, and I must say, you know, business sponsors are always very tailored to um, to the show. And I never have a sponsor that I, doesn't fit with Knit British. But I really just feel like this is an awesome way to thank you sufficiently for, for your contribution. Basically, when we've decided on which episode you will sponsor, that episode will on will open with knit british is delighted to be sponsored by insert your name here i know some of you are shy and a bit introverted like we all are uh, but for the less shy i'd like to make you even more of an more of a part of an episode maybe interview you ask you about wool but that's not necessary and we can discuss that all basically you're you're um agreeing to is to be named as a sponsor of the show at the start of the show like i do with any other podcast like last week it was Edinburgh Yarn Festival so yeah 
the more the more intrepid of you, I'd be happy to interview you and have a chat about wool and craft and and things like that. But it won't be enforced, and we can discuss it near the time. So there are only ten spots available. They go on sale today. I have no idea whether they'll all disappear today or over the weekend, or if it'll go in dribs and drabs. Um, I don't I don't mind. I'm I'm not expecting there to be a rush, <laughs> um, but. I'm quite excited about this and kind of excited for for what it'll bring and just I guess I'm always interested in in you guys and what you guys like in the show and um you know I know that you enjoy the show but I'm always surprised when someone comes up and says that they want to contribute to the show and that means a heck of a lot to me and that's possibly also why I get really distressed when I refer you back to the talk at the beginning of the show you know when there's there's crap like that um so you know I don't do this podcast to make money honestly I do this podcast because I love this podcast I love wool I love knitting and I really like you guys (laughs) so it's taken me a long time to think of a an adequate way to to make people who want to contribute part of the show and if you can't afford 35 pounds to buy a bundle uh plus your additional postage and if but if you kind of wish that there was some way that you could contribute don't worry because it is in the coming weeks i will also be putting the niche british tote bags in the shop too but it's been a total learning curve getting the shop organized and setting up a, a business account and all with paypal and all that kind of stuff so We'll get the woolly muckers up first and then the tote bags will be coming in. The tote bags are £6.50. They have been, you can see them in the big cartel shop as coming soon. They've been uh, screen printed by the Delicious Joy and they say uh, knit British, love local wool. If you so wish and you are so inclined and you want to to sponsor an episode of the podcast, then head to knitbritish.bigcartel.com from 11 o'clock today, that's Friday, where they they will be there. And you can pay with PayPal. I try and post out once a week because I have another job and can't always get to the post office, but I will always post out on a Wednesday, if not before. And thank you so much. And thank you for being patient about about it as well i've been a little bit nervous about you know up, i mean things have been transpiring behind the scenes we've been working on things behind the scenes i've been working a lot as well and podcast lounging and all that fantastic things um but i've also been nervous i've been a bit nervous about doing this because you know i wanted to do something different i had to come i kind of come up with something a bit different but i was a bit nervous about putting it out there but you know what if there's foibles let me know if there's if there's issues we'll, we'll talk about it just, just give it a go let's give it a go a couple of episodes ago i did a big hinty thing and told you that there is going to be a kaylee at edinburgh yarn festival this year and i wasn't really allowed to say much more and actually I still don't know if I'm allowed to say much more, but I have been given some more details. So I'm going to give you those details. And if I get trouble for it, then you guys will all protect me, won't you? Thank you. Um, so the Kaylee is going to be on the Friday night of the Edinburgh Yarn Festival. It's going to be at the Corn Exchange, the same venue as the, the Yarn Festival itself. 
Tickets are going on sale for the Kaylee on Saturday the 11th of February at 2pm GMT. Uh, that's when it will go on the the website at edinyarnfest.com. If you've bought a ticket for the festival, remember that you if you want to go to the Kaylee, you need to buy a separate ticket. So you got a pass for Edinburgh Yarn Festival, wahoo! But if you want to go to the Cayley, you need to buy a ticket at 2pm on Saturday the 11th of February. And last year, they were gone in a flash. So that's your klaxon. I'm warning you, okay? And the other thing that's important to say is that your ticket is for food and dancing. This year, there's going to be a buffet. There's going to be plenty of food and dancing for everyone. Get on the mailing list at edinyarnfest.com because you really want to make sure you don't miss out on all the fun and dancing. I'm really looking forward to it. It was such good fun last year. The band were incredible. Everyone just had such a ball. And, you know, when something goes well, why monkey with tradition? I'm so glad that they're they're doing another Kaylee. How is your blacker podcal coming along i have to say i have stalled so badly <laughs> it's ridiculous i'm knitting the sanus hap in tamar and this is what always happens to me you guys i get sidetracked by other knitting projects it's ridiculous it is absolutely ridiculous i cast on my hap and got through quite a few repeats of the center and then stalled because all of a sudden, <laughs> another whip just started calling to me. And that is a whip that I cast on in like September or August, which is the In Stillness sweater um, from Alicia Plummer, which was gifted to me by the lovely uh, Katie Swift. And uh, it just, be, it, honestly, it's been calling to me and I, I just really, really want to get it finished. And now that I am almost ready to cast off the hem, I'm thinking I could just leave that sleeveless and get on with my blooming podcal thing because this is what happens to me you guys i just get sidetracked the whole time by by other whips which are vying for my attention and it doesn't help that possible future whips and projects keep springing to mind and i'm already thinking of what i'm going to be buying from Edinburgh yarn festival and it's never ending so i am i'm off tomorrow and i'm attempting to sit tomorrow and just knit on my sanus hap but some people are finished their blacker podcal already i can't believe it so there are now two finished object threads in the blacker group there's a finished object thread for Edinburgh yarn festival attendees and there's a finished object thread for those of you who can't make it to Edinburgh Yarn Festival. And we've called that the FOMO faux thread. And so Ella Skye has finished her quill hap in Tamar. She's finished a hap. She can do a hap in a, in a, in a bloody week. Eh? <laughs> That's just all ridiculous. Um, it's been knit in Red River, Kenzie and Gwindra, Tamar. And it's incredible. It looks amazing. Good job, Ella Skye. And then Ramsey Baggins, Pip. Um, has finished her undertone cowl uh, in tin and it looks fantastically snuggly. I love it. Do you know Pip, by the way? Pip is one half of the Tipsy Knits podcast 
and Pip and Sia are going to be at Edinburgh Yarn Festival and I'm hoping they're going to come in to the podcast lounge and come to the podcast lounge meetup. Uh, if you haven't listened to them, it's well worth a listen. Uh, over in the the FOMO faux thread, we have got a few posts as well. We've got a few finished objects, quite a few actually. So Flickstrick has finished um, a pair of mitts in Blacker Classic 4-ply. A greenhouse girl, uh, who uh, who's quite often one of the first ones to finish in curls I've done. She's a quick knitter. She's finished her London Fog hat, uh, which is designed by Thea Coleman, uh, in blacker merino in a gorgeous green colour. Wo- uh, Wooden Goddess has finished the Moose Knuckle Fingerless Mitts in uh, the Bordery Aran, which just looks gorgeous. Really, really, really... Uh, textured and rustic. I do apologise. Je- the podcast is now going to start chasing a catnip hedgehog around the around the sitting room. Knitting in Banger has finished the Aiken hat in classic iron, stripy, looking good, and the lovely Spindrift has knit Nordic wind shawl in four beautiful single breeds: Black Welsh Mountain, Collard Ryland, North Rontsey, and Norfolk Horn Horn, and it's gorgeous. Really lovely. Shows off the natural shades beautifully. And she's also done a Quinn hat as well. Incredible work, you guys. Incredible work. And you put me to shame. It's not even onto the first bit of the border yet. I'm going to get there. By the time you come back to this podcast in a couple of weeks, I promise you I will be on at least the border. That's my challenge that I'm setting myself. Um, Jeremy Jean, what are you doing? She's taken a great interest in the tripod that the <laughs> that the microphone is on. Jeremy Jean is right up close to the microphone, so she's she's hoping that you're sending her chin rubs, for she is here to free to receive them, and ear scratches too. Anyway, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Watch the microphone. <laughs> Thank you so much for all your positivity for. Supporting Knit British, your enthusiasm does not go unnoticed for, for all things Knit British and the way that you share the podcast and retweet things and repost things and click like and all that kind of stuff. It just it doesn't go unnoticed. Thank you so very much. And we will be back in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Until then, take good care. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Knit British podcast. To find out more, visit www.knitbritish.net. You can email me louise at knitbritish.net. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as at knit underscore British. And I'm on Ravelry as Lyra. Good night, Dad. Take care of that throat. You're a big singing star now, remember? This California dude is just a little heavier than usual tonight. Really? From where I stand, the sun is shining all over.